0: I just, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the Hellbeam Power Hour. hour. <laughs>
1: And welcome back to episode 29 of the Helming Power Hour. It's hard to believe, but we keep the wheels greased on this machine, and we're just rolling right along. And greasing those wheels with me is my buddy and partner, no other than Mister Gargantuan Danny Bennett. That's right.
2: I'm gargantuan. That's the only way that I can handle this. You can handle it as I handle it. <laughs> Handle, handle.
1: Yeah, so we get to take a little trip back in the time machine. This is the only show that takes you back in time to cover these classic movies, and this time we're jumping in the machine. We're going to visit the 1984 movie Ice Pirates. Arr. <laughs> when you, know,
2: when I was a kid and I watched this movie, uh, Ice Pirates, it was one of my favorites. And and uh, watching it again, it's it's a crazy. Movie. It doesn't
1: make any sense. It really doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. But we'll, we'll <laughs> lunch into it and we'll find out. Yeah, we'll definitely dig into it and, and check out all of its goodness and badness and uh, clean the undercarriage. We'll uh, check this movie out. Just hold on to your boots. Glad you're hanging with us and we'll be back in just a minute, folks.
0: The Hail Ming Power Hour is brought to you by. Shogun of Harlem. Am I the meanest? Show enough. And loyal subjects of Mongo, like you. Hail Ming!
3: It's time for another show. Hi, I'm Randy Newman, and you're here on my show. It's called Ask Randy, where I answer all your personal questions first question we got is from a guy named Ryan Nicolo. it says Dear Randy which do you prefer DVD a Blu-ray or streaming video what
1: talking about movies
3: movies Randy and I don't I don't wear those kind of underwear not underwear Uh, I'm more old-fashioned. Movies, As far as my streaming, there's nothing wrong with it either. These questions are supposed to be for you, not for me. Not, you know, not about me. For you. These people are crazy. He's talking about movies,
1: Randy. Movies.
3: Oh, movies. Movies. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Next question. This is from Jamie Mythical. It says, Dear Randy, I think my husband has a poster obsession. We have multiple different posters for the same movie. What should I do? That's simple, Jamie. Yard sale. Next question. This is from some guy named Danny Bennett. It says, Dear Randy, I have this partner in a podcast. What's a podcast?
1: It's, it's a show. It's kind of like this. Just people talking? It's just Yeah, where people are just talking.
3: People listen to that?
1: All, the time. All yeah, the time.
3: I don't listen to that.
1: Well, that's not yet you.
3: Anyways, he's kind of a jerk. How can I tell him without hurting his feelings? He is a fragile snowflake, and I want to treat this with great care. Well, Daddy Bennett, I think a song will fix the problem. So you're having trouble telling him he's a jerk. Maybe you wouldn't have to if you get more of the work. Just saying, boy. Don't know why you're so excited. You got it made and you don't even know it, boy. And he's probably tired of carrying your dead weight. So why would you stay? Nobody listens anyway. You probably suck at what you do. So try something that has more meaning. Take up shrubbery. Or maybe shop and cut Marie. Sell some meth out on the streets. Cause you'll never be as good as he is. He's just the best podcaster in the world.
1: So just shut your hole, you know. That's that's not very nice, Randy.
3: Well, I hope that answers your question, Daddy. Don't forget, folks, go over to the Facebook page and go to Ask Randy and put your questions on there so I can answer them right here on the show. Right here on the handyman power thing. So see you later, boys and girls
1: all right everybody as we said earlier we're gonna take the time machine back to 1984 and check out this classic movie ice pirates so uh danny you ready to strap on your helmet and jump in the machine i
2: i don't know it, it it's kind of a rough ride
1: man well you know it's intimidating but hey you know we're going back to 80s so let me all right let me, let me type it up here all right Going to 1984. Here we go. Whoa. Hold on, man. Don't be nervous. There you go check it out man oh I, I just had to
2: close my eyes on that one
1: <laughs> look man it looks cool check it out i've got my pac-man game watch on <laughs> i got my converse in, man. got my converse fast break tennis shoes on man i'm ready to rock this place some parachute pants
4: well you're always wearing parachute pants
1: yeah listen they're playing some duran duran man i i kind of miss this yeah it's awesome So yeah, man, 1984, the year of Ice Pirates. It's also the year that Michael Jackson did the Pepsi commercial, but, you know, we'll talk about that later. Maybe we'll swing by there. Maybe so. Maybe we can be in the commercial. (laughs) I think we are in the commercial. Yeah. I always wondered how we did that. Yeah. Now we know. All right, man, in order to talk about this movie, Ice Pirates, we have to have a synopsis and here's the one and only Mr. 80s himself, Mr. Randy Macho Man
3: Savage. Macho Man Randy Savage here to tell you about the movie Ice Pirates, <laughs> 1984, starring Jack Lemon, Kirk Douglas, and Donna Amici. Cameo by yours truly as the Spaz. <laughs> When some senior citizens are told they're too old to join the local street gang. They start their own angel dust action on the streets. The ice pirates. But time is catching up with the fellas in more ways than one. A law enforcement robot is fresh out of the factory and hot on their trail. Rotten Cabbage gives it a rating of beef stroke it off.
5: <laughs>
2: and the macho man.
1: He sounding pretty good for that guy. <laughs> he was he was excited. <laughs> uh, we can't go any further, folks, and start talking about the movie till we talk about our sponsors. Our sponsor for this episode is Viagra for Women, where <laughs> the slogan is: we work hard so you don't have to. Tell me.
2: <laughs> and as always, we'd like to give a shout-out to our other sponsor, uh, Randy's Hypnosis Shack. You will come there over and over. You will come there over and over.
3: <laughs> again and again.
1: Also, don't forget uh, the other sponsor that uh, gives us great classic music like Daryl D.B. Cooper. That's Ralph Mouth Records. Their slogan is Music You Can Taste. Oh, that doesn't (laughs) sound so great, actually. (laughs) All right, man. 1984, The Ice Pirates. Uh, Man, Randy the Macho Man. That was awesome. (laughs) 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 I'm just going to say it, I guess. This movie is uh, missing a lot of pieces, man. It's almost like it was maybe made for TV. (laughs) So... From the director of this will give you an idea. From the director of Mac and Me, <laughs> Mannequin <laughs> Two, and the other great classic movie, Tammy and the T Rex. <laughs> yeah,
2: there's like a there's a theme there that doesn't really fit Ice Pirates.
1: <laughs> so you got that director and you got the guy that actually wrote Krull together to put this movie together. Wow. That's what we're talking about. Ice Pirates, nineteen eighty four. The cast, man. I mean, you get a young Ron Perlman. Angelica uh, Houston. Yeah. I mean so there's some power hitters in this movie. Oh uh, man, yeah. I don't know what to say other
2: than it's fond in my memory and I still kinda love it. Yeah. But man, it's it's a it is a an eclectic romp in crazy space land. Yeah. I mean it it doesn't <laughs> settle down and go anywhere.
1: Like you got spaceships, but you still fight with swords. Yep, like sword swords.
4: It's metal swords.
1: It's a really, it's a really odd movie. So, we'll just break off into this, man. Uh, What's your number one reason to watch this movie?
2: Well, the number one reason to watch it. I don't know if it's my number one, but if you want to see slapstick robot fights, oh yes. I mean, like from beginning to end. These robots—they don't have guns because, like I mentioned, they're fighting with swords and maces and axes. They're these big clunkered trash can robots that are uh, that are sent to go beat on each other. And you know, they kind of like sputter and shudder and go the wrong way, and and they're kind of scared to go into combat. Actually, there's a lot of robot abuse in this movie yes, that I'm going to have to touch on. But
1: um, yeah, but yeah, r- robot fights. Yeah, I, you robot know fights. what? When as a kid. I told Becky this when I was watching I said I remember the commercial coming on and it showed the robots the when it was doing all the karate kicking and stuff against the one that's got the axe and I was like I gotta see this
5: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: it's different it is it's really different so I agree man I think it, that stuff's still pretty funny to me I don't know why but I enjoy it uh, my number one reason is the whole time warp sequence at the end man oh yeah I, I love that whole bit where they're aging every was it seven seconds they're aging a day well it, and, it's like at first it's
2: uh it's it's a day every minute and then it speeds up to a a day every second
1: yeah and they're just yeah. aging so fast and you know and then you get the the guy that's got the, the huge white beard the huge white afro and the other ones are losing hair and you know <laughs> it's so stupid but I've never seen a movie do that before, though. Well, so to give
2: you, you people out there a uh, a reference point, if you haven't seen Ice Pirates, the, the, the general premise is that water is a commodity that, that runs the universe. And so if you have water, you have wealth. And these guys are ice pirates. They steal big blocks of ice. <laughs> so they end up involved in this kind of uh, search for a world full of water. And uh, on the way, like uh, Rick mentions, near the end, they, they get into a time warp. And, uh, and there's this whole sequence in the time warp. But but the overall premise is these guys are pirates. They're stealing ice because water is wealth. And um, right. to this point, I, I want to point out that the initial sequence where they're breaking into a ship to steal this ice, it kind of falls short for me because uh, I guess as a kid, I didn't realize that they didn't really have an escape strategy, did they? It was like, <laughs> we're going to sneak around and then steal the entire cargo of this big ship somehow. Right. Yeah. It just, I mean, because they were sneaking, like, we can't get caught, but there's like tons and tons of ice they're trying to steal. Right. I mean, it- I want to, I want to love it, but at the same time, I'm wondering what they were thinking when they wrote it. Yeah.
1: Again, you just have to skip over all that because it was just pure. You know, let's try to make a swashbuckling space movie that's a comedy. And on that's the other, what hand, that's what on going the other hand, robot fights. Robot fights. You're not going to see yeah. robot fights like this anywhere else. And I just – I love the whole time sequence thing, though, the, the time warp. I think it's hilarious.
2: And it's neat, too. Like, it's, a, it's an interesting twist in the story because, well, you know at, – at, at the beginning of the time warp, you know, there there's a there's a pregnancy that's announced. Right. And uh, and at the end of the time warp, the 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 baby that has grown up to be an adult saves the day. Saves the day, so kills the
1: bad guy. That's yeah. a
2: that's a neat thing. And and you're right. I've never seen that in anything else. Yeah. It's just so
1: crazy it might work.
2: I agree. So my next reason to watch Ice Pirates has got to be Angelica Houston. Yeah. I mean, she's great. Like and you know, like she, young Angelica Houston, you, you get what you're paying for. She's she's really great in a movie that's just kinda all over the place. Like every time she's on the screen, she's cool and she's formidable and she's scary and she's smart. She delivers all of these these cool, like,
1: snippy lines. She's about she's the great. only solid person in the in the movie really, as far as the characters go. True. So I I agree, man. I think she's a great character and just a great role. And tying into that, my favorite scene that she has is where she's facing the guy and he's got the sword and he does all the, you know, slinging the sword around and he cuts a table in half. She pulls out her sword and just does kind of the same thing. And the dude just falls all apart. She cut the dude up, <laughs> and he just yeah. falls to pieces on the ground. It's it's a very uh, Indiana Jones shooting the guy with the sword kind of deal, you know. Uh, it, I thought that was entertaining. I liked it,
2: except that as I said before, there are no shootings because there are no guns. Right. Everybody's wearing chainmail and uh, admiral jackets, and and they're carrying sabers and stuff.
1: Yeah, so weird. I read where some other things were supposed to happen with this movie and it lost a major part of its uh, its budget just disappeared. So they just had to scrape by with some stuff. One of my reasons I got on here it says they actually borrowed some stuff from other movies because they didn't have the budget. So there's scenes where they show like the outside of the city where they're supposed to be held up at. and it's actually the set from Logan's Run. But they just made it look even worse. <laughs> but it's the actual, you know, props that they used for Logan's run, which was groundbreaking at the time. And, nice. You know, instead of these little, like, ships that go through the, the, the tubes and stuff that they transport through, they just took, yep. like, marbles and rode marbles through it. <laughs> so,
2: well, you know, it, I didn't notice it as being particularly weird, like, when I was watching it. So it, it must have done the job. But then yeah. again, it kind of it kind of kept the bar low.
1: It did. So they borrowed stuff from Logan's Run, and then when they break into the to the the control panel and all the people are in there, and all the people that are sitting at the screens and watching, I don't know if they're watching security or whatever, but on the video screens, they're watching Rollerball. <laughs> so I, I noticed that. that Well, I saw what they were watching. I didn't recognize what it was. Yeah, it's Rollerball. So, you know, I don't know if they're tipping the hat or they just said, hey, you know, the studio owns this stuff. Can we just use it? So, uh, right. It's it's a it's a weird one, man. Well, you know, it being a comedy,
2: I think it got some leeway, you know, as far as it didn't have to be a great sci fi or great action, as long as it was all passable. And the comedy was good. Mm -hmm. I kind of mentioned it this morning. It's kind of like in the middle of the movie. They tried to make it less funny.
1: Yeah, it tried to get real serious all of a sudden for some reason. And then they gave up on that, which was yeah. a good move. So you can just skip the, the middle part <laughs> when you're watching this. Another so reason I got, man, there's a vehicle that's in this. I said it's the Road Warrior-looking vehicle with the, the huge wheels on it that comes after them when they're out in the desert area. The big skull with the three horns on it. That thing is cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. It rolls over some people. Yeah. It's,
2: it's like something you – know, like you said, it's something out of the Road Warrior for sure. It's – yeah. I think a witch probably has seen one of those somewhere. And yeah, he probably drives one every day to work. I imagine so.
1: Tell <laughs> hey, me. So, yeah, man, I, I I just thought that thing was really cool. Well, yeah, that got- thing's pretty awesome.
2: My, my next reason is Ron Perlman's hand gets chopped off. <laughs> and then he's just like, hey, give, give me, the guy gives him his hand. and He's like, hey, thanks. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> hey, don't forget my hand. <laughs> <clears throat> it's, um, I guess he just really sticks bizarre. it back on.
2: Or, yeah, it's uh, but Ron Perlman's hand getting chopped off is definitely something to watch for because
1: it's just so bizarre. And uh, it's something you wouldn't see anywhere else. And Early Ron Perlman, too, man. You can tell he's really young. And Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but every time I think of Ron Perlman, I think of a very tall, you know, hellboy, all these characters. He's a big guy, yeah. Well, if you look at him in the movie, he's short. I mean, he's surrounded by these other guys, and he's shorter than they are. He's smaller than than Robert Urich. So, you know, maybe maybe it's
2: always movie magic when we see him. Yeah, they're, they're shooting him from below, and they've got stacked shoes.
1: I don't know. Yeah, because it really, you know, Becky and I watched it together, and she's like, man, I always thought he was really tall. And apparently not. What you my, got? My next reason is the jab talking robot pimp. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. Uh, other than as, that kid, cool, I thought that guy was cool, man. So it's just a robot comes out on the street. Hey, man, you looking for some women? All right, <laughs> I can take you to that place right now. Oh,
2: uh, yeah, that's um, and, well, and, and John Maturski's all about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, so maybe it's maybe it's time to say another reason to watch it is John Maturski too. Sure. A sloth. John Matuzak. Yeah. The Matuzak. I wrote it down. It's I knew John, the name as soon as I saw it. But. It's
1: John John Matuzak. He was uh he played Killjoy in the in the movie. But uh, he was a football player for the Raiders back in the day. So great big guy. Like you said, he played Sloth in The Goonies. He was also in One Crazy Summer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you know it it, he's pretty good. I, I think he, he he died soon after Goonies from a complication, but he was really in a lot of movies. He was starting to kickstart that career. Right. And I liked him in this. I thought he was really entertaining as the thief who was kind of, kind of one step ahead of everybody the whole way through.
1: It's kind of weird because when he first came on the screen, I thought, you know, I'm, I'm watching this guy going, OK, this is a football player trying to start an acting career. He was pretty solid in this movie, man.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think he did a great job of just playing the part. He was really calm. He was really confident. The uh, the scenes he's in, it doesn't look like they're trying to act for him or around him. He's he's really solid in it. I agree. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, he, and he was fun. I mean, he had a lot of fun parts, a lot of fun things he did when he was dressed up in the in the armor, and he was standing by the robots trying to stay hid, and he was sure. looking for some food. and. He's like, bring me,
2: bring me a sandwich. Bring me
1: a sandwich. <laughs>
2: My next reason is the castration conveyor belt scene. <laughs> I mean, yep. this is probably the the moment of comedy in the movie that I enjoyed the most, and it just there's this conveyor that they're all on because they're prisoners. They get caught, you know. Uh, again, you know, back to the synopsis, they're trying to steal the ice. They ended up stealing a, a princess, and then they get captured. Uh, they split up, and, and a couple of them are captured, and, and they're kind of processed into this uh, prison system where they've been. Uh, lobotomizing and castrating their uh, their prisoners, and so they're on this big conveyor belt in the factory. <laughs> they're going into the castration lobotomy machine, and you know everybody's kind of panicking, but it's it's still a goofy little comedic scene. Yeah. These this guy like shaves, and uh, these two girls are are cleaning him up, and, and he makes a pass at him, and one of them's like, "Oh, I don't think you're gonna be a." Uh, you're getting anything up later so
1: no she you know, they go, he goes maybe we can meet up later she said i don't think you'll be up to it
2: i don't think you'll be up to it that's <laughs> the. i mean like and it was funny I, I think i laughed out loud at that yeah uh, just just two uh, factory worker girls too it wasn't like in the mid 80s you might expect them to both be wearing bikinis or something but they what's, were just uh what's yeah, funny it was, about
1: uh, it is when they're coming down the line this is something I pointed out. It's the, the use of common products in space. They're using, like, a Black & Decker hedge trimmer, but they were using that to cut the clothes off of them when they're coming down the line, you're like, man, that's just a hedge trimmer.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it might have been those budget guys you're talking about, too. Like,
1: If yeah, they didn't they even got try the to shim- spray paint them a different color or anything. I mean, they're bright orange with the black on it, Black & Decker. <laughs>
2: Yeah, like, and and the the guys before him's like like shaving him with the straight razor and his and his hands all shaky, <laughs> it's, it's like and, and the castration machine's like these this pair of like 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 a bear trap jaws, you know, right? <laughs> it's it's the it might not sound like a funny
1: scene, but it really is. Yeah, I think it's fun, man. It's it's fun in a... Like I said, it feels like it was made for TV. This stuff would have been hilarious if it was a TV show. Another thing, too, is right after that, it cuts to the scene where they go to the party, and they're supposed to be the... The uh, eunuchs, uh, you know, where they've been yeah. castrated and everything. And There's, they're there as slaves or whatever. And I said that the party scene, all the party goers, they look like the people in the vi- in the video for Betty Davis. Eyes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, really, the the I, I think what I have in my notes is an eighties tastic masquerade party. Yeah, you know, like everybody's all wearing jaunty rayon. Shiny outfits with with big uh, Mardi Gras masks on, and and uh, and also the the uh, the two guys being servers who are also eunuchs. There's a lot of uh, history of the world, part one in that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, because
2: the princess goes and buys the two of them after she kept them from being castrated on the line, and she has them serving at the table. Like, there's there's like a kind of like like Woody Allen sleeper or. Uh, or history of the world part one, right. you know them like serving. There's a lot of that in there, like a quasi futuristic heartbeeps, <laughs> heartbeeps.
1: Hailing Carol Kane. <laughs> Speaking of which, man, there's a ton of cute little robots in this movie. There is, and
2: and there's robot abuse, like the, the scene where they <laughs> smash that. There are three robots walking right. in a row.
1: It's like a mom like, and dad like and a, a baby. Family.
2: <laughs> and two of them get smashed. And I don't know which one is left. I think it's the mom. It's like, baby, baby, baby. Or is it a yeah. kid asking for mommy? It's really kind of disturbing.
1: Yeah. But, you know.
2: <laughs> but, I mean, I, I guess it, it's also kind of funny. But it was it was kind of mean.
1: Yeah. And then you get the little one that tries to attack him when he's stealing the princess. And it's just like a little R2-D2 looking thing. Right, and he puts uh, like a bag over its head. The trash can one, man. That one looks awesome.
2: Yeah, it's got a little tongue and they feed it trash all the
1: time. It's hilarious. Yeah, you're
2: right. It's got a ton of cute robots in it and and a whole bunch of like big trash can robots that fight. They're like Rock'em Sock'em robots.
1: Heck yeah, man. That's what I like. I like some rock 'em sock 'em robots. Speaking of the princess as well, one thing I wrote down in my notes is she's sleeping in the in the hyper chamber or whatever. But it looks just like the ones I used in the uh, "Rock You Like a Hurricane" video by the Scorpions. <laughs>
2: Well, there, there, was a, there was a good use of dry ice in that scene. Like, right. you know, it had a little, like a light sheen of dry ice in her stasis chamber or whatever it is. All you Scorpions kind of...
1: fans know exactly what I'm talking about. You check out that video and see if I'm correct, because they're all laying in there, and it's the same thing. You just hear Klaus Mina singing.
3: Klaus Mina. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: still
3: Sing with right.
2: me, Nashville! Yeah. <laughs> well, are you going to make us sing the verse, not the chorus?
1: <laughs> if you've ever been to a Scorpions concert like me and Danny have, the Scorpions, of course, you know they're, they're German, so it's hard to understand them to a degree, but they never get you to sing along on the parts that you know. They make you sing the stuff they know you don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> In the long night, <laughs> uh. on
1: my show.
2: Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah, that's about how I sang it, too. <laughs> what, what I've got after smashing the robot family is space herpes. Yep. That was next on my list. Yeah. So, you know, of course, they, they've got this. Uh, they're, they're in a spaceship and this little egg hatches. And then they've got this little space herpes creature that's sneaking around the ship, you know, and they're trying to catch it. A lot of jokes about space herpes. Yep. It's bad news
1: yeah so it's it's a total aliens ripoff no doubt or alien ripoff and because uh, it's even the little egg that lands on the ground it then it comes out of it and it's trying to grow so uh yeah it's uh it's funny and disgusting all at the same time <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's it's good fun
2: it's just it's just kind of it getting snot all over everything and <laughs> it chews on the black dude when he's asleep and he's like
3: You put that
1: on me? Since we're talking about nasty, my next reason is, why do you watch this movie? Space toilets. You get to see what a space toilet looks like. And you know what it looks like?
2: Like a regular toilet. Well, in space, they
1: they don't need to reinvent everything just because they don't have gravity or... (laughs) That's the next commercial. (laughs) Space toilets. Because in space, no one hears you relieve yourself. That's funny. I thought the next commercial was um, the summertime
2: Christmas shop. Get your Christmas balls. Don't spend all your evergreen.
1: Yeah, we're bombing on these.
2: <laughs> Speaking of bombs, no, I'm just kidding.
4: Um.
1: <laughs> but yeah, man, you get the space toilet, and the guy sitting there is an alien, and he looks like Jimmy Durante.
3: Cha 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 cha.
1: Which ties into the the rest of the stuff I've got, because I just said crazy, not up to par space characters, because you got the Jimmy Duranty character. You got the guy wearing the eye patch and the Gene Simmons makeup. (laughs) Who has a featherless parrot. (laughs) The featherless parrot. Don't trust him. He's lying. (laughs) Yeah. Then you got uh, the frog lady, which is just really weird. I agree. Like the frog lady
2: shows up. Um, the princess and the and the, the the pirate captain are talking about it. And he says, "Well, he's he's the one that has the vehicle we need to get out to your your friends. So go make him feel good." She goes over and she's like, "He's a she, and he's more interested in you." And uh, to the credit of the the pirate captain guy, he's like, "All right then," <laughs> he <just> starts <laughs> like you know hiking his bridges up and heading over there. That's right, because you know he knows what he's got to do. That's right, what you got next. so I, I think I might have moved on to the the sequence that happens right before the time warp and the passion storm. <laughs> yeah, they've got the the little holodeck scenario where he's got this this uh, plastic disc, and he says, "Here's the recording I was telling you about. I, I don't know if if that was mentioned. I don't remember him telling her. it might have happened, but and uh, it's this, uh, you know, Storm beach scene that comes up so that they can make sweet love.
1: Yeah, I just kind of that's that's one of those parts to me you can just kind of skim through. <laughs> you know, being being as the age I was, I guess I was
2: ten. You know, I, I remember it pretty vividly. But yeah, I mean, just like everything else, I think the budget thing makes a lot of sense to me because it's a fun movie. Yeah, it's a funny movie, but it's just like everything was was just cut a little too soon. You know, I was like, this is kind of good. And it's kind of just a backdrop of a beach, and then they just start dumping water on them from <laughs> outside the screen and saying it's rain.
1: Right. Yeah. It, it, that's the thing about it. the movie has a lot of heart. It just didn't have the budget to pull off what I think was initially planned. You know. And when I when I was ten, I didn't notice. Right. Right. And that's the thing. The revisiting of these sometimes can hurt stuff, but who knows? There's people out there that I know that absolutely love this movie. I'll watch it again. I don't have a problem with it. I might. I might not. <laughs> You're funny like that, though. Another reason to watch this. This was brought up in our holiday special. But uh, there's a lady in this movie that plays a character, and it's Patty Maloney, who is uh, Itchy in the Star Wars holiday special.
2: Oh, and she's in the um, she's
1: in the bar on on the pirate moon. Right. She was she that was itchy. So, so I okay. saw her, and I was like, oh, man, Penny Maloney. You know, we were just talking about her, you know. So it yeah, was kind of yeah. cool to it's see her cool in character. this. And I've got one more reason, and that's Buford the Black Robot, which ties into one of my favorite lines in the movie. And if you're ready, I know I am. But it's time for top five lines, folks. <laughs> All oh, the kids love top five lines. They really do. All right. So I'll kick this one off. For top five lines, we may have five. We may have more than five. I don't know. I've got five written down, but that don't mean we'll read them all. <laughs> so the first one I have is when uh, Jason, which is our main pirate, says, What happened to just we rape and we pillage? Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> that all got left behind in Spencer for hire, right? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, my first line, and I think it might be the best line that I that I I've, I've got out of this movie with is um, after Ron Perlman gets his hand chopped off, somebody goes up to him and says, "How's your stump?" His response is, "Depressing."
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this is not one of my. Top lines, but it's a line that's repeated a lot in this movie. And it, it's varied by who says it, but you hear this a lot in this movie Stop or I'll kill him. I mean it. That happens like five times in this movie. That's,
2: well, you know, I, I guess it just again points to, you know, kind of a, a, a need to have better writers. I don't know what it's not a bad line. It gets to the point. <laughs>
1: I like <laughs> it's it. Just, it's just used way too many times. (laughs) I mean it.
3: You know, they're pointing a gun. I mean it.
1: Call him off. or I mean, i killed kill him. My next
2: line is uttered by uh, the nanny (coughs) who is surprisingly like uh, uh, Joan Rivers' character in Spaceballs. Um, Right. The nanny of the princess and uh, I'm just going to say that in the time warp, uh, one of my favorite parts is that the princess comes around the corner and is talking about Nanny, and she's just a bunch of bones wearing clothes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, amazing. no! It was- Nanny!
2: <laughs> uh, anyway, so Nanny says, uh, as they're um, buying the slaves that are the uh, pirates that didn't get castrated, she says, of course we want the black one. And he kind of smiles and she says, he'll match the wallpaper. <laughs> it's it's just a dumb line. I right. liked it a lot. <laughs>
1: And coming off of that, one of my favorite lines, which is about Buford the Black Robot, is when he said, why did you make him black? And he says, I wanted to make him perfect.
2: Nice. Right, well, my, my next line is uh, is in regards to space herpes. Um, Jason says, you know, the space herpes aren't that big a deal. And the princess says, that's not what I heard. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it did just jump out of their... Like Thanksgiving turkey or something, like it's really gross and everybody eats it. He's like, "Hey, I, I knew about it. It, it. It's definitely the elephant in the room kind of thing." There.
5: right.
1: Uh, What's your next, next line? My next one is when uh, they're getting off the ship, and the lady walks up and goes, and she's talking to the main pirate, who's kind of a, a lover on the side, right? So she goes, "Jason, you never keep any of your promises." And he goes, "Oh, really? Well, I will next time." <laughs> Oh, why? <laughs> why?
2: Why? There's one more line. One um, of the pirates says, "I hope no one minds, but I have no intention of facing this sober."
1: <laughs> and my last one is when the uh, Robert Urick says, uh, "You gonna eat that Mac and me?" Oh. <laughs> Dig on the director. Haming. Hey, we are done with top five lines? That's done. We're done with top five lines. Top five lines. Top five lines. Top five lines. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: Ultimately coming out of this, I, I I have fond memories of Ice Pirates, and um, I know that that it was it's older and it sounds like they had budget problems. Much like I come in peace. I enjoyed it and uh, I could find my way to enjoying it, but I'm not sure I can recommend it.
1: Hmm. I'm kind of on the ropes with it as well. Like I said, if it was a made for TV show, I think it would have worked better. It actually did halfway decent. It made, I think, uh, $6 million more than it cost to make it. So, you know, it did okay. And uh, it wasn't considered a complete flop but you know the love from now is is kind of lacking it's it's suffered just from age I think and just the lack of effects but uh, like I said it has a lot of heart. I think if you're it would be a great movie if you were like homesick and you were just laying in bed and it came on TV you'd probably enjoy it Yeah I can go there I mean and I still
2: my 10 year old self, Still love Ties Pirates. Right. And I would still tell somebody it was a good movie.
1: Even though really just it's not.
2: <laughs> while I'm sitting here, you know, like, preaching to the to the, the audience, I just, I can't bring myself to say, run out and grab it, like I, I can about a lot of our movies. Right. That's the bottom line. Yep. That's the bottom line. I, I want to be honest with you. And while it's a fun, goofy space romp with pirates out in space, I just, I can't bring myself to say that it, it's worth, you know, going and seeking out
1: i say if you like schlock you'll like it that's the way i that's see a it good, yeah there you yeah. go. if you like movies <laughs> that it doesn't matter it's not going to make any sense the effects are not great but it's just a i think it's just a fun time and uh it's got some some creative ideas in it and like i said it's got a ton of heart so i'm still a fan of it man so hey
2: you know what well, you still can be, and, and I still am. I just, yeah. you know, I I just want to be honest here. Yeah. So I think it's time for rating. Sure. What you get? All right, I'm gonna give it three. Rock'em sock'em
1: space robots. One with a great big axe. Ah. I'm gonna give it uh, 27 claws minus from the scorpions. <laughs> 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 Singing. Right
2: nice
3: (laughs) sing with me Nashville.
1: (laughs) and as always Brian blessed what do you think of ice pirates
6: oh well who wants to live forever
1: (laughs) (laughs) well oh he kind of likes it
2: can I change my review to that because that was pretty good you
1: may have to (laughs)
3: All right, folks, we'll be right back.
6: And now, Did You Know? With the 40th president of the United States of America, Ronald Reagan. Good morning, Mingans. This is Did You Know? Did you know in Ice Pirates that Kevin Costner turned down the role of Jason? Jason? Did you know that there is one scene after the pirates are captured and the spaceship is approaching a doomed city for landing? But these are the same doomed city sets that were used in the movie Logan's Run. <coughs> Did you know when comparing apples to oranges, I chose tangerines? <coughs> Did you know in the control room where the alarm is triggered that the television sets are showing rollerball. <phone rings> Did you know that John Matuzak, who played Killjoy, uh, later went on to star as Sloth in The Goonies, which was a similarly themed pirate treasure movie. Did you know that I have the rights to a weapon developed in the Star Wars program called the Ronald Reagan? Did you know that this was one of the final major Hollywood studio films of actor John Carradine? Did you know this was only the second movie ever for actor Ron Perlman? Did you know... When asked if I preferred boxers to briefs, I chose Commando. Uh, did you Did you know that uh, Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek, uh, uh, once jokingly said that the uh, Ice Pirates was singularly responsible for bringing back the death penalty to my home state of California? <laughs> You've been listening to Did You Know with Ronald Reagan on the Helming Power Hour. Did you know that they called me the Ice Pirate because I was the president during the Cold War?
4: Hello and welcome to this week's Trials and Tribulations of the Ice Pirates. Will Jason ever find true love with Princess Karina? Will Zeno ever overcome the loss of his hand? Will Roscoe ever stop following Jason around the universe? Jason loves Karina, but so does the Supreme Commander. In a universe where Templars of Mithra control all the water, can two star-crossed lovers make it work? Or will they be thwarted by space herpes? Find the answers to these and many more burning questions this week on the Trials of the Ice Pirates. The Trials and Tribulation of the Ice Pirates. Available on WMING or your favorite podcast network.
0: When you're with that special someone and the mood is right, you don't want anything getting in the way. Least of all, space herpes. Space herpes can be a serious and embarrassing problem. But now there's help with Herpinex. Herpinex is the first known antibody for space herpes. Side effects of space herpes include gooey, crusty eggs, night terrors, blood on your back, turkey evisceration. Widespread panic, an uncontrolled urge to yell, kill it, and a mild itching sensation. Herpinex gets to the source of the problem and removes it with violence. Talk to your primary ice pirate and see if Herbanex is right for you. Herpinex is not approved by the FDA, and is only sold off the back of pirate ships. At no time should women who are pregnant, thinking of becoming pregnant, know someone who is pregnant, know someone who has been pregnant, know someone who may become pregnant, women should ingest, apply, look at, or be aware of Herpinex. Herpinex is completely dangerous to men who were born or will be born. Stay away from Herpinex at all times. This may be the best thing that's ever happened for you. Herpinex.
5: and now story time with Marlon Brando ok kids um, hold on let
7: me just finish your sandwich ok uh, gather around kids I'm going to tell you a good tale about the gingerbread man's cousin ginger dead man a young boy is arrested and sentenced to die in an electric chair don't wear socks at the execution, he is cremated and his ashes are sent to his mother, a witch who mixes the ashes with a gingerbread spice mix, no pumpkin. Some kids find a mysterious gingerbread spice mix left at their doorstep. They start using the mix, but one kid cuts himself, oh no, allowing his blood to pomlate the dough. They make a large gingerbread man. Now that's pretty nice, kids. You can make a gingerbread man or a gingerbread house. Make a whole community. Anyways. A fight in uses. During which a switch is hit. And causes a surge of electricity. Into the oven. Where the gingerbread man is cooking. Emanating it. A girl removes the gingerbread man from the oven. At which point. The newly dubbed ginger dead man leaps up taunting them you know pointing at him and pointing at her they attempt to lock the living cookie in the freezer and Sarah tries to call the police but the line is dead no cell phones kids a drunk girl loses a finger a pinky let's say and is put onto the oven while another girl is knocked out by a frying pan no eggs oh eggs will be good right now encased him from frosting, decorated, and left in the freezer. The ginger dead man takes a boy's car and using a rolling pin to operate the accelerator and kills the boy by pinning him down the car in the wall like a Pillsbury Doughboy in a Sunday morning brunch. Then the ginger dead man locks a girl in the oven, knocks out a boy, Out with a hammer, not thorns. The ginger dead man gets a gun pistol and opens fire. Ah. Kids manage to subdue him, and a boy named Brick eats the cookie's head. Brick is possessed by the ginger dead man and he is pushed into the oven and baked to death. Marvelous, marvelous meal.
1: All right, folks, that's going to do it for this episode. We appreciate you hanging out with us. And like we said a while ago, I think you can, uh, if you like 80s, cheesy, schlocky movies, I say check out Ice Pirates. If you're looking something with for meaning and great effects and great story and great dialogue, forget it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point. And, you know, you might be able to find it on iTunes. Possibly. And that's speaking right. of iTunes, yeah. Speaking you can find of iTunes, us there too, can't you?
1: We are on iTunes for sure. And uh, the one way, if you really want to help our show grow, even if you don't listen on iTunes, you can go to iTunes, subscribe to our show, and just leave us a little short rating and a little short review. takes just a matter of just a few minutes, folks, and it really does make a difference for the show as far as people noticing it and it's growing. So and if any way that you wanted to help out, that's the best thing you could do is go on iTunes and, and just give us a little review and a star rating, kind of like Klaus Mina. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you do that, that helps us. Uh, Just get noticed a little bit better and just keep the show growing. So keep that under your cap and maybe run out and do that for old Ming, would you? Right. I mean, there are lots of ways to get to us. That's a way you can help us. That's right. I just
2: want to say, you know, 1984, Ice Pirates. There's a reason I loved that movie as a kid, and I think it's still a fun kid movie kind of. That being said, I, I, I didn't dislike going back through it.
1: It's still fun to revisit, man. I mean, you know, it's not the best of movies, but it really puts you back in that uh, mindset of when you were a kid. So, fun stuff. So, for me and for Danny, we're going to say good night.
3: (laughs) Good night. And have a blessed tomorrow.
4: (laughs) In life, it may seem the resources you need are out of reach. It may seem like those who are in control are untouchable, uncaring, and tyrannical. Just like Jason and his intrepid crew, you must use what you have to take what you need and help others along the way. For Jason and his crew, it was water, in the form of space ice. For you and yours, it's probably something different. Most likely. Fight the good fight. Never give up. No retreat. No surrender. Well, that's about it. So until next time, always remember, actions speak louder than catchphrases.
2: Good night, everybody.
5: Members of the audience will receive the following Classic Curves by Dittos, The Pants for Feel Good Company, a gift certificate from Maru Chan Ramen Noodles, Rice Aroni. All guests receive a copy of the El home game. Thanks to the creative minds and special appearances of Mark Allison. Jeremy Finch and Jacob Kennedy. Hail Ming is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. Check out all the great shows at LegionPodcast.com. Hail Ming is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Legion Podcast. This is Dan Pardo saying good night.